what's up, Daryl? <laughs> Hello, Nick. Sometimes I have like a witty bit to start the pod, you know, but not today. Mm. Today's all business. Today's all business, but we're doing something a little special. Are we? I think so. Well, this is no one likes the tuna podcast. The world's I actually forgot the name of the podcast for a second. As I was say, as I was coming out of my mouth, sort of forgot, then remembered uh what our podcast was called. It's called No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. It is the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. So naturally today we're gonna be talking about Enola Holmes too. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise everybody. We know that's what you guys really want. Wanted all along was for the Nolt boys to talk about anything else besides the past. We that's what we want all along. (laughs) That's what we want all along. And we assume we don't give a shit what our listeners want. No one was clamoring for it, but I will say, Daryl, this sprung out of you and me for some reason back in the whatever of 2020. We both had a week where we were doing the pod, and we had also happened to have caught the Netflix feature film, Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Brown mm-hmm. and um, Henry Cavill, right? Right. And then this week, <laughs> I saw that the sequel was coming out. I was like, whatever, let's just do it. I think on that week, we ended up talking about it for like 15, 20 minutes on the pod. Uh-huh. Both had it. Can you remind me what your experience of Enola Holmes was? So I was also trying to remember my own experience. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. Mm. I only, I barely remember this um, Tewksbury guy. I just, mm. all I remember was like the like kiss at the gate at the end. Could right. not recall anything about him whatsoever. Right. Tewksbury. Yeah, me mm-hmm. neither. I mean, the movie did a fine job. I did write down in my notes, Tukes is hot. Uh-huh. H-A-W-T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they had a little smooch in this sequel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't remember a lot of these ancillary characters around Enola Holmes and Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, yeah. let me let me try this. I think was our Enola Holmes one experience enjoyable. I think it. I think, I think it, it was. was. I have like I positive pos- feelings about it, but right. you you like if you slapped down a billion dollars on the <laughs> table right now and said, "This is all yours." If you can give me like a sliver of a framework of what happens in a Nola Holmes one, mm-hmm. I'd be a poor man tomorrow. Let me tell it's, you. Let me tell you. Okay, I, I do. I feel it. I believe there was a storyline around her mother, played by right Helen Mother Bonham went Carter. missing, maybe missing, or was maybe abandoned. Like basically abandoned her. Got her mm-hmm. to a certain age. Gave her mm-hmm. all the skills she needed. Disappeared to go work on women's suffrage. Right. And then she was in her mom's room, and then she had to uh, decipher the code. And that She had to decipher the code from her mom. Her mom Mm -hmm. had left her. All right. I mean, sure. My basic feeling about Noah Holmes 1, for the listeners who don't remember, Mm -hmm. is, and this is what I remember feeling about it, completely enjoyable, 
dug the vibe, thought Millie Bobby Brown was basically charming, mm-hmm. felt like um, Henry Cavill was miscast as Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. and um, that they she sort of swapped parts with Sam Claflin, I think, was the was Mycroft in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of that, felt like, regardless of that actually happening, like them twitching, felt, just felt like Cavill was like a weird, gruff, mm-hmm. he had like a gruff take on the character, which was a little strange, you know? Uh, yeah, and uh, it's very difficult to watch this without making the uh, Sherlock comparison. Active, right. active Sherlock comparison. Are you a Sherlock head? Have you seen other Sherlock like things? I watched what's that one? The main one, the BBC one with um, what's his name? Uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah, all right. I saw that We've one. Seen Cumberbatch. Have we seen the Downey Jr. movies? Yes. Have seen those. Have not really watched. Um, what is it? Lucy Liu. Who's the elementary? Oh, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu are in a. <laughs> we're in a long-running show called Elementary. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. I watched maybe I think half a season of Elementary at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps in my college years. Um. I mean, you know, like in, enjoyable, 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 yeah. basically, <laughs> basically enjoyable. I think mm-hmm. for 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 a serial show, you know, good, mm-hmm. fine. Um, yeah, and Lee Miller had like a stuffy take on the character, which I like. I like when t- he's a little stuffier, you know. Mm-hmm. The old Sherlock. And we'll get to Enola in a second. I do think we need to talk about <laughs> Enola a little bit. But, um, yeah, I just think, like, okay, so, like, Cumberbatch's take on the character is that he's a prick, right? Mm-hmm. Like a total asshole. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, a fine way to go. Um, And that show has its definite ups and Downs, in my opinion, but um, mm-hmm. Cavill for me is like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just I have questions about what he's doing, and that I'm I'm sort of a Cavill. I don't know if I'm like a Cavill guy. I mean, you know, I think like I have genuinely enjoyed his performance as Superman mm-hmm. because I think he has this like gentleness about him that really comes out in his American accent. And I don't know why that is, but it it really does for me. And mm-hmm. I think that, that he, like, brings it. The Superman thing is good. I can't really say sit here and be like, otherwise, Cavill, where am I at with Cavill? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, basically. I think Cavill's Superman. Mm-hmm takes on a, like, he plays the confused part of Superman, which is important in that he doesn't have a relationship with um, 
Humans. Krypton. Yeah, humans. <laughs> like, Krypton. I like that. I like that. You know? Yeah. So, so that works here. So he has the confused part of it, plus like the angry and super strong. That's Cavill's Superman. This right. one is, you know, his his performance or his take on Sherlock is confused, but also, you know. Uh what he's just uh, growly. I don't really know growly, how else yeah. to put it. He's, yeah. he's upset and he's, um, what do you call it? Like, <laughs> fixated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I think this movie, Enola Holmes, uh, Enola Holmes 2, mm-hmm. which is a movie, I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know if I was like sitting there digging it. And there was definitely moments where I was like, eyes were in the top of my skull. But like, it was sweet. It like did what it was supposed to do. It was a completely serviceable sequel to a movie I barely remember. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, if I was a child clicking this on, I'd be excited for it, basically. Um, and I think this movie owes a lot to those. Downey Jr. ones, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, like, Enola, this is why I wanted to get to Enola eventually, her character is much more taken from Downey Jr.'s version of Sherlock Holmes, right? Mm -hmm. Where she's, like, quippy, and she looks at the camp, she talks to the camera, and she, you know, is doing all these, like, like, time slowdown, and she does all her mental calculations in her head, and, like... She's a fight, you know, she can like best people in a fight mm-hmm. and like, you know, knows Kung Fu and stuff, which is like the Downey <laughs> Jr. thing that he brought. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I do think this movie's really riffing on the Guy Ritchie-ness, um, but they very smartly like sort of ignored Sherlock and all that and just, I like that this movie ignores Sherlock as much as it does. I wish mm-hmm. it ignored Sherlock a little bit more than it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate it mostly like having Sherlock pop in and out of the movie at will. And we get to focus on Enola doing stuff. And I especially like those moments when he's not just popping out. So Enola can have like an action scene where she runs around the city without him. Mm-hmm. He pops in and out and shows that she can go to different places and discover different clues and link things up. And I think that that worked pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. I forget the level of his involvement in the first movie. Mm. I don't remember him from He's the there. first movie. Yeah. Right. I thought it was mostly between Millie Bobby Brown and, you know, the mother character. Right. In the first movie. And in this one, it gets tricky, I think, in terms of screen time. You've got a lot of Enola, and you have almost equal amounts of Mother and Sherlock, but you spend a lot more time with Tewksbury in this one. And yeah, I don't love, yeah, I mean. You're not in love with Tewksbury. I'm not in love with Tewksbury. I don't think he, (laughs) I don't think he does enough. Sure. What? He's an up and coming politician. He's trying to figure out his place in high society mm-hmm. not that great no and i mean tukes is fine I, you know i'm gonna oh, i am now and i'm always going to be a defender of two attractive people smooching each other <laughs> right? and i was like mm-hmm. if that's what tukesbury is here for <laughs> right i'm here for it 
You know, do I need him to be sort of a linchpin piece in getting, you know, the the plot? Uh, you know, which, by the way, we should talk about the movie concerns these like matchstick girls, like the match, mm-hmm. you know, girls who make work in a match factory. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, some things, a girl, one of them goes missing. And uh, the case is assigned to uh, Enola Holmes, or someone comes to Enola Holmes to um, have her help find the missing girl. Now, mm-hmm. along the way, it's revealed that, you know, obviously the people who run the Matchstick Factory are like cheapskates, and there's something wrong with the different chemical composition of the matches that they changed to to save some money, and they were trying to be exposed, and the girl is in hiding and she has to get Tewksbury on her side so that he can bring it to the house of Lords and have them debate a reform. Mm-hmm. I like that all the way up into the, like Tewksbury is central to getting this whole thing, you know, pointed out and together. And, and, and yeah, I mean, but I, you know, it's like, is there too much Tewksbury in this movie? Yes. But, like, did I enjoy the learning to dance scene? Or did I enjoy the scene, the scenes between the two of them? Yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, um, I also think Millie Bobby Brown, I, you know, it's a charming, it's charming here. Yeah. You? I think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think she's charming in this movie. I, I don't know. I wish she saw, I wish the puzzles in the, um, in this Enola series were more complicated. I agree. I agree. But I don't think that's a reflection of like Millie Bobby Brown. I think that's more a reflection of them thinking like this movie has to be for 12 year olds. Mm -hmm. And therefore we got to figure out. How how to like make sure the exposition is there enough for the twelve year olds to make to follow along, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this movie I have I don't know if it's a complaint, and maybe my like barometer for this kind of thing is off. But I remember having the same feeling about the first one, which is this movie is a little violent. No, mm-hmm. I remember the first one being like aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and not that like most of the punches you know they cut out of punches and you can't really see things going on and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. not overly overly but there's a couple of pieces especially at the end when like the guy smacks her with a giant metal hook in the head mm-hmm. I was like whoa wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah I don't know that was a serious hit Serious, yeah. And there's blood, and there's punching, and there's all kinds of stuff in this movie. So mm-hmm. maybe again, maybe I'm, my barometer for what twelve-year-olds are, what their level is at, is off, and I don't really know. I guess I was watching stuff at twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been wor- Have you been watching this Pennyworth show? No. 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 <laughs> 
Is this like an HBO Max like Batman spinoff thing? Yep. Yeah, it's no. the it's the Alf it's the Alfred origin story. <laughs> no, I started that one today. It honestly, sounds like a fucking like just like the worst form of like <laughs> like end end user content algorithmic. Like, yes, we must do the like twelve part alfred origin story miniseries <laughs> so basically it's like the the feel of it is peaky blinders meets james bond mm-hmm. and there's just a gratuitous amount of torture like Whoa. government torture of like just everybody's torturing everybody to get information <laughs> and it happens multiple times in every episode like so, 24 yeah, so this my weekend here is I watched Enola Holmes on the Friday, and I've mm. been watching this Pennyworth all day today. So I think my you know my judgment of um, violence is uh, also off. For, so um, you found this to be rather tame. Exactly. I think it is tame, but I just feel like I just tried to put my frame of mind of like the the twelve year old girl who's watching this, and you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, what's going on? You know. Yeah. Um, what did yeah, you? I'm th- just looking up this Pennyworth situation. Thirty episodes. <laughs> what is going on? Oh my god! Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. I've been watching. I've watched more of this than I have Andor. Right. I'm. You know, I'm me. I'm an Andor head. <laughs> um. Well. Okay. Maybe I'll pop on a little Pennyworth. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so another thing, super noticeable or nicely noticeable in this movie, incredibly diverse. It is. Yes. I and agree. yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't, it's, this is set in Victoria, these are Victorian detectives, you know, you don't right. have to do it, but uh, given, you know, time and place, but somebody made an effort to, they definitely but a lot of different. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm totally appreciative of the fact that if I'm like, not it's like, it's not historically. It's like, who cares? Dude, this is a movie fiction. for 12 year olds. Like, <laughs> exactly. have, have a good time, man. Just sit back, relax. It's like, it's nice for people to see a, like a different cast of characters on screen. And like, mm-hmm. it didn't, yeah, I like that it like was just felt very natural and like they've really worked hard to build a world in which every all of it feels very natural and like no problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it was nice. I mean in that vein, like we can talk about Moriarty who comes into the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um Sherlock Holmes's classic nemesis um, mm-hmm. is revealed to be a black woman who, and I don't know the actress very well. Do you? Mm-mm. Um, I think this is the first time I've seen her. Yeah. Um, me too. Um, but I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives like one, she basically has like one speech in the, right. <laughs> in the movie. Um, and she, I just thought she was like evil and like terrifying and and good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they were like, yeah, they really have made a stamp here to say like we're gonna go in a different direction with a bunch of this stuff, and like its preciousness to you is not of our concern. 
basically, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I think that helps that like the movie is centered around a character that is not based on a you know Conan Doyle's. You know, they've sort of have invented Enola Holmes whole cloth mm-hmm. from the outset. So I think it's that's very s- smart. If you want to take this stuff in different directions, not that you need anybody's permission to do it or like an excuse to do it, but I think it was smart. It feels very natural to sort of play around with this stuff when from the beginning, your central sort of character and your central thesis of the movie is invented whole cloth. And like mm-hmm. you can just. Say, like, right, from the beginning, here's a different thing that we're, like, playing around with, you know? Um, yeah, I just thought it was, um, I just thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that all being said, like, this movie is not, like, <laughs> we've been very praiseful of it, but it's, like, not like a world beater. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's, like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> There's a little too much Guy Ritchie, like, you know, like fucking like, like screeching violin action punch, blowing up bombs and like horse chase, horse chases with big like smoke that look like the French connection and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just a little too much like slow-mo speed ramp punching and stuff like that Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I find that stuff had a time and place and a small window that was maybe like 2005 to 2006 and a half. And I was like, I'm done with it. Good. With <laughs> you know it. What I, mean? I saw it. I understood. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be an Enola three? I would say, I mean, I don't, yes, is basically the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think Netflix is like, we're in the Millie Bobby Brown business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're like I think if Millie Bob I mean Stranger Things, have you watched Stranger Things? So, I didn't finish it. I think mm-hmm. I watched 1 and 2 and started 3. I think I'm in the similar I think maybe 1 and a half of 2 for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I think one like I don't remember I had like a good experience watching the first season. But it was one of those things where I was like, when two started, I was like, oh, I'm very quickly, I'm out of this. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to do this anymore, <laughs> basically. Um, I don't know. I've had some other shows like that come up in my memory. Like Westworld was like, I don't need to yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I think. I like. I did like this. I did not like this movie. I generally like Millie Bobby like Brown. You didn't like Enola Holmes too. No. Yeah. No. It's, it <laughs> That's a fair like, response. <laughs> it seemed like not enough happened. I For think a thirty-two-year-old had... man, I, it's like it's fine. It's actually like totally. Cool. It's totally yeah. cool. He <laughs> didn't yeah. like Enola Holmes too. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like they had a lot to work with. Didn't do very much. Um, oh, yeah. I do think there's. More to come. I like the, you know, uh, yeah. Netflix certainly is in the Millie Bobby Brown business, and she's going to continue to make money making movies. Yeah, I'll watch totally. the ne- and I'll watch the next one. We're, this one just we're gonna, we not will, very good. Not only will you watch it, we will <laughs> review it on the podcast when it comes out. Unfortunately, we're stopped yeah. doing this yeah. now. Um, 
No, but if I think Stranger Things is ending, but if Millie, I would assume if Millie Bobby Brown was like, yeah, I want to keep making Stranger Things, they'd be like, you got we'll it. figure it out. We will figure yeah. out a way for you to do that in some capacity. And I also assume like this movie's probably going to do some numbers for Netflix. Will be fine. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. they're very they're notoriously cagey about their fucking um, streaming numbers. But um, I think it'll do fine. I think it's for a kids movie. A thing I like generally don't pay attention to and like very much. Um, this this one was fine for me, mm-hmm. basically. Do you think that Millie Bobby Brown has had an unusual... She's obviously famous and will continue to be famous, but do you think she's had an unusual start because the character of Eleven has such limited dialogue? Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know if she's grown out of that in the show. Mm -hmm. Like, in in the show, does she speak now? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but what I remember from where I left off is... She doesn't say a word. Doesn't say very much. And mm-hmm. it's still kind of like playing, you know, alien. Right. And it it makes it, I don't know, weird to watch. Not weird, I think but... less like the trappings of that character than like the trappings of like the Netflix shop overall. Mm. Right? Like... She sort of all these people in this fucking movie are all like in this Netflix wheelhouse of like Bridgerton and fucking like I don't know Deadly Affair. I don't I don't know what it's called. Like other shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're all like Tewksbury is a Bridgerton boy, I think, or something. Oh, oh maybe not. Medici. All right, maybe not. But I know that um, the woman who plays Sarah Chapman is definitely, yeah, she is in Bridgerton. She's in Anatomy of a Scandal, which I think is another Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, it's it's very reminiscent to me of, like, the Disney shop in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where they'd, like, have these kids, they would pop, they'd be stars, and then they'd, they'd constantly look for other vehicles to put them in. Even if they mm-hmm. weren't the star, they'd be like, okay, we're making Enola Holmes too. Who has popped on Netflix in the last two years that we can, like, reliably put in? It's like, okay, now you loved your favorite star, you know, you love Bridgerton, this person is now in this other movie. You know, it's like weaving this interconnected web of that. And Millie Bobby Brown is, the, like, the top dog in that mm-hmm. stratosphere, right? In my, in my limited 33-year-old dude perspective. <laughs> and, but I also don't think she has, of yet, broken out of that, like, sort of cyclone of mm-hmm. First Netflix wave. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, her first wave of um, celebrity stardom. Right. Totally. And she's like, she's a talented actress. She is clearly showing up on time and doing what people ask her to do and like are, is, is working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to take her pretty far. I don't have like, it, it doesn't feel like it, I have good feelings overall about Millie Bobby Brown. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Whatever. If she breaks out of this, like, Netflix web or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, 
I think that'll be great. I don't really know. Have I ever seen anything of hers that's not? I saw Godzilla versus Kong. I don't really remember her in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, basically. Hmm. That's it. Enola Holmes, Godzilla vs. Kong, Enola Holmes 2, Stranger Things. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Good for her. Good for her. All right. Well, if you're like us, don't watch this movie, basically. <laughs> but if you're uh-huh. like a 12-year-old, I think the movie would be good for you. Yeah. You know. I will, I'll end this as far as everything I have to say about this movie. My favorite part of it is a continuity piece. And it is the uh, Victorian Shaylong that mm-hmm. just womps when you sit on it. Mm. Sherlock, when he um, is hung or when he's drunk, he he gives it a lay down, and the the sound of that piece of furniture as he sits Incredible. down on it is also replicated when uh, there's a flashback scene with the mother, and they're kind of like dancing around. She plops down on the couch, whomp, because I've sat on one of these old like oh, fixtures, yeah. and um, that's what they sound like. And yeah. I'm glad that um, yeah, they really I'm glad that they made that pronounced. They really movie. get it. They really get it right there. And it's like that, like, they're they're not, like, springy. You, like, yeah. sit down. They're almost like, you know that, like, when you mix cornstarch and water and you, like, slap it and it's kind of hard <laughs> and then, like, your hand kind of sinks into it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what it's like when you sit. You, like, sit down and you expect it to, it's like, <sighs> and you, like, sit into it. Yeah. Anyway, good catch on that. Nice attention to detail on the filmmaker's point. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do some shouties? I got a shout out for this week. Yeah, hit us. All right, shout out for this week is to the class action lawsuit because Whoa, I, just in general as a thing. The uh, uh, I mean, uh, I'm shouting out to it this week specifically because I am the beneficiary of a class action lawsuit. Nice. I didn't know and forgot that slash did forgot that I was part of right. So I open up my mail. Yeah, I open up my mail earlier this week, and I see a uh, piece of mail addressed to myself. Open it up. Money bags for me, because uh, in the past I worked for I worked for about two years, a little less, for Apple retail, and apparently you were a genius. uh, I was. Let's say it. Let's say we can say it. We can say the word. (laughs) For a short period of time in my youth, I was a genius. <laughs> and they had a policy where you had to clock out first, and then they you would have to wait for a little bit for like a manager to check your bag to make sure that you weren't stealing. Oh, iPads, but that time's got to be on the clock. Exactly. Bingo, so, bango. Exactly. Somebody, uh, yeah, filed and won a class action lawsuit, which ten years later, nine years later. I've become the beneficiary of in so, you know small, you're getting a check got a check cashed it like for like 20 <laughs> minutes every day for like 2 years basically exactly Whoa. exactly <laughs> that's amazing dude <laughs> that's awesome yeah. yeah horrible policy awesome mm-hmm. class action i'm glad you got your pay 
Thank you. Um, the Enola Holmes too would be proud of of <laughs> a objectively very pro union movie. Enola Holmes too. <laughs> Pro labor movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I've yeah. been in a one or two class actions. You know, you get the emails and you used to be like, yeah, I was working at this place. There was a LinkedIn class action that I was part of, like against LinkedIn.com, mm-hmm. where they were like, we promise we won't use your information, but then... They were like, oh, we are failing as a business, so we're just going to scrape everybody's contacts from their phone, basically, and mm. send out LinkedIn notifications to all those people. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, not good. Not good. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't remember any others, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I've been in a few fashion. other. Yeah, I've been in a few other ones, but usually the payouts... Small. I have like one yeah, in my inbox. I got like a like a twelve dollar yeah yeah like a twelve dollar uh, gift card to a uh, taco place. Honestly, <laughs> good. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Honestly, sounds like a, like awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. all right. Um, my shout out this week, Daryl, I want you to look at something. Do you notice anything okay. that I'm wearing right now? Oh, I see your, I see you've got a nice little sport coat on here and, um, it looks a lot like the Gap sport coat that we both know and love. Is it, it not? It looks a lot like that, doesn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. It That's does. That's because, Daryl, I got a coat made. Ooh, to the exact specification? To the exact specification. So I have a sports coat that Daryl also owns a version of. I bought it, mm-hmm. what, we bought it 10 years ago at Gap. Yeah. Like, it was $150 at the Gap, off the rack, like, no mm-hmm. problem. And I bought it. I've worn that sports coat for years and years. It's like part of the Nick uniform. Mm-hmm. Daryl, I think you wear it less, probably, a little bit. I wear it I wear it for a, you know, some sort of sem- if a semi-formal thing, but mm-hmm. it's only mm-hmm. a handful of times per mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, so I have, it's, it's a little, it's a little old. It gets a little dirty sometimes. I only got one of them. And knowing, reading the tea leaves in the future, eventually this thing is going to fall apart. I've mm-hmm. looked for Gap, you know, I tried to use the SKU number to find another one from the Gap, but they reuse these numbers, and I, you know, it's just not a thing I can find. Mm-hmm. So I went to a tailor. I want to give a big shout out to Payne Tailors on Karangahape Road uh, in downtown Auckland. And I went to Payne Tailors. I brought them the jacket, and I said, Listen, I just want another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, and we, I mean, it felt, it was like, fucking awesome we went through like books of fabric you know and like i picked out fabric that they were going to order from london and like they ordered it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it came and um um yeah they made it and then they like did a couple things they made a couple adjustments to it just to sort of sit a little better in certain places but all with my like in the fitting with my like approval and then the guy was like, do you want pants? I was like, yeah. The whole- 
So he like he he made it a two a two piece suit, and he like made wow. me a pair of pants too. And uh, it was it was like it's honestly I'm like a week out from getting this suit back. I mean, first of all, it took like here's the Payne Taylor like tag seal there. yeah the seal of approval there right coat of arms i'm like a week into this jacket i think this is like the best thing i've ever done and i have a child on the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah know? um so if you know that baby has some competition in terms of Good stuff coming into my life. Right? Did they have to? Did they have to keep the garment in order to figure out for like the sizing for it? Yeah, yeah, for like a week. For like cool. a week, but it was nice because they um they didn't have to take it all apart. They were like, yeah, yeah we'll just take measurements off of it, and then uh-huh. they added some elbow pads. Nice. Uh, does, it have a, the does it have a lining in it? Yeah, it's, nice. On, it's all lined nice. up. I feel Beautiful like the original one has kind of like a half liner in it. No, it's got a full lining in it. Yeah, does it? mine nice. does. I don't know, you're fucking piece of shit. But we'll, mine's we'll got <laughs> mine's got a full lining in it. This Good. one's got a nice full lining. Um, I got to pick the color of the lining too. Mm-hmm. Could have gone crazy with a pattern. I picked sort of like a a, a, a you know gunmetal black kind of. Thing. And, the, and the outside is it the same? Is it, did you go navy or did you I get went a color? green? I went like Ooh. a very dark charcoal green with it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. And obviously you told your tailor to save the exact measurements because it sounds like you're gonna go back in uh I, was, I literally when I got six it, when I put it on, I was like, I wanna make I wanna make can we make <laughs> give six me three more of these. Of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me one give me one every year. You know? One for every day of the week, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and again, like it's this thing that I don't know. If it's it's like it's a little bit wider in the shoulders and things, so I can put it over a sweater, which is how I've historically worn the other one a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Man, I just love it. Anyway, big shout out, Pain Tailors, Nasir at Pain Tailors. Those guys, I mean, they were just, it was, they were great. They were great. Yeah, I really love I'm happy a classy you. business. Let me tell Very you nice. Yeah. It's been a um, long journey. I'm glad you got a, uh, I'm glad you got this done. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, all right. Well, that was our episode on, on Enola Holmes too. And maybe in two years, when Netflix cranks out another one of these, we'll do another episode on Enola Holmes three. But in the meantime, if you want to hit us up, it's at Nolt Podcast, N O L T T Podcast, where no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you catch your pods. And if you want to, you can throw us a buck on Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. We've got some bonus episodes up there. We're about to post the last of our um, Jason Statham series. And then we were moving on to our Liam Neeson series on <laughs> Patreon. So uh, if you want to listen to those, hit us up there. And uh, otherwise, Daryl, I hope you have a great week, my friend. Thanks, Nick. We'll be back to the Fast and the Furious next week.